Welcome back to It Was Murder, <laughs> the number one heart-to-heart <laughs> podcast in the world. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight we have the pleasure, honor, and obligation to discuss a couple of hearts. <laughs> obligation. <laughs> uh, a couple of hearts. A couple of hearts. A couple of hearts. A couple of hearts. I don't understand the title. They are a couple of hearts. Yeah, but is it really that basic? It was. There were two hearts in the episode, Jonathan and Jennifer. A couple of hearts, like really? <laughs> they just. I kept. I for the first. Well, oh, I guess we'll get into it after we do minute maxes, <laughs> where we try to sum up the uh, plot of the episode. I have to remind myself that if we are trying to sum up the plot of the episode, not the minutia, uh, <laughs> in sixty seconds. And I get to start. The hearts are on vacation in Acapulco, which we know because there's a shitty Jimmy Buffett song that uh, uh, tells us that we're in Acapulco. <laughs> uh, their car is broken down, so they get a 51 Studebaker, which is awesome. And they drive it until it breaks down in an area that they walk, they are able to walk to Bacopa slash Monte Carlo mm-hmm. into a grand, <laughs> a grand home. <laughs> where a surly dude says, you have to wait to meet the senora. Uh, While this happened, the senator of Acapulco was assassinated. (laughs) The senator of Acapulco. And they have a friend there. Um, They pose as servants at the senora's house, and then a revolutionary who murdered the senator shows up, and there's going to be a celebration at the house, and then... Their friend Cesar shows up, and Cesar is on the side of the bad guys. And I don't really remember what else happened. Oh, wow, wow. Mm. Okay, I have a really hard time saying. I thought it was it's Acapulco, a- Acapulco. It's it's right. It's spelled the way it sounds. Acapulco. 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 There's only, there's only one L. One L. Oh. After the P. I always thought there was an L after the Aka. That's and that confused me. Acapulco. No. Aca- I just as a as a kid, I always thought it was Acapulco. Acapulco. That's, I never heard the L. It's really hard for me to say that, so I'm gonna Okay. We didn't American. talk about Acapulco a lot in the Ito household growing up. Or maybe <laughs> I have erased it. Stop erasing Acapulco, Alan. Stop erasing Acapulco. <laughs> Stop. All right, here we go. A couple of hearts. <laughs> the hearts are in Acapulco and they are on vacation again in Mexico. Um, they get a shitty car for some reason uh, and they buy the car from this guy to go on a picnic that's way out in the countryside on Mulholland Drive. Uh, and the <laughs> car breaks down, but Jennifer sees that there's an, a sign for a mansion. So they go to the mansion to tell them, we're having car trouble, can we use your phone? But they think that the hearts are the help that they hired for this dinner party that they're throwing where they're going to kill somebody. Jennifer finds out when she tries to use the phone and listens in on the conversation. Uh, the real help arrives, but it's a couple. it turns out that's a couple of detectives who uh, f- got rid of the actual help. So then the ner- dinner party and all this while Max is are looking for them. He runs into a, a mechanic, which is a younger version of himself. And the, they have the dinner party. The Senator shows up, the military guy shows up and they're going to kill somebody. The hearts think they can trust a guy, but they can't, he's bad. And then the two people get shot and they have champagne while they're writhing around on the ground in pain. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just, just Ellen save us <laughs> Ellen you have I, to save us <laughs> nope I just know I, I can't I, I am such, so sorry we did not receive a minute max from oh, any of our, our shoe ins so, <laughs> so one of us has to do this and I think it has to be you I Ellen. think this is an episode where you have to explain after our minute max is what happened <laughs> I mean uh, uh, I think it's a pretty it's a pretty tight plot I don't. I don't think that there's anything that you haven't given. Everything. Everything falls into. You're not the getting out of this category, right? You have to. You still I have know. to do it. <laughs> I know. I'm doing it. I just honestly, even though I, much like 
all the times I ever do this, even though I just listened to the two of you walk me through the plot. <laughs> I can't remember any of it. So I just have to hit the button on the timer and go. Mm-hmm. So a couple of hearts. Here we go. Uh, the hearts are on vacation in a country where everyone talks like it's the first week of middle school Spanish. Uh-huh. Everyone also eats all the food that you would actually technically eat at like a Tex-Mex restaurant. <laughs> so anyway, that's where they are. And they are going to go on a picnic in someone else's car. It's a cool old car, but it's also a hunk of junk. So the car breaks down and then they go to a weird middle of nowhere mansion where they are mistaken for Laszlo and Ethel two domestic workers that were coming to help the weird lady have a celebration meal because a senator got assassinated by a revolutionary movement. Mm -hmm. Then young Rambo shows up and they get it on. (laughs) Then the hearts chase who they think is the real Ethel and Laszlo, but it's two people from Interpol, one of whom is Laura Palmer's mom from Twin Peaks. Then everybody comes and shoots the shit out of each other. And then Max is like, oh my God, I got to help you. Um, And then he does the end. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So really that was, we we all kind of covered it. (laughs) <laughs> I think so. The hearts are pretending to be maid and butler for the whole episode, basically. Yes. That's which, what's happening. Which was as adorable as it was implausible. Yeah. The amount of English speaking in the episode was so insane. I would rather they do that <laughs> than the <laughs> yes. terrible. Yeah. Because no, Stephanie, Stephanie can speak Spanish. Like, like it would have been sure. fine if she was just the speaking if person. If she's the only one talking yeah. to Senora Piranda and Tomas. It's just uh, so Tomas. strange. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like Max runs into that mechanic, which really does look like a younger version of himself, I Who, thought. Yes, it's Gabe. Like the, uh, he's he, from Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> and he's just like Carvelli? a white guy speaking. Charles Fleischer. He's yeah. speaking like I English with a Californian accent. It's just, and he's in rural Mexico, rural Acapulco. <laughs> You're right. Uh, he's in that, rural That Laurel was the Canyon. moment when I'm like, wait, they're not really in Mexico. Yeah, I <laughs> suspect. Yeah. Why is he the American guy from Welcome Back, Cotter? But, but I love that because he talked about music for a hot second, and that was really fun. This episode, for me, it has a lot of things about it that make me logically want to hate it really bad mm-hmm. but i didn't hate it i didn't There's either think about it that is super low because it's like ooh, revolution like i can always get down with that and then it's like spies and young rambo and then that lady shows up in that big tap at a hostess skirt even though it's 300 degrees mm-hmm. like there's just a lot Ugh. of things to like i just had to to like wince uh, my way through the weird way they kept talking about how they were having enchiladas in their picnic basket as max said burritas burritas yeah you're just like is that the weird feminine blah blah guacamole <laughs> yeah it's just like stop it yeah yes why has everyone got names like chico and juanita and maria mm-hmm. and maria M- max's maraca maria? lady which i am <laughs> both like super super icked out by but also i loved her mm-hmm. maria the maraca lady <laughs> that max, oh man max that's fucking, like what the fuck oh my god she's just sitting at a bar shaking maracas for no reason just yeah, right in max's well, face like you do mm-hmm. maybe that's her job he's um, well his maracas. i will say that the guy that is the welcome back cotter guy that is mysteriously just speaking los angeles english with max mm-hmm. while he gets him to fence a car for him. Mm-hmm. That guy's name is Gabe. Yes. So Gabe's just one of those Americans that lives in Acapulco, man. Yeah. Okay. Just, I love Gabe. Just kicking it, knowing a little bit about the Rolling Stones. Not a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a not that bit. the song that he was listening to was absolutely not the Rolling Stones. It was not the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it was so <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> I mean, they did prove that they were in Mexico by putting out they brought out of their warehouse the one plant that California doesn't have that Mexico has, the saguaro cactus rubber <laughs> plants that they sparse into every shot. They just like brought those back out, the proving. Bacopan, the Bacopan cactus. The Bacopan saguaros. Right. It's on the flag of Bacopa. And that really convinced me enough. Oh my God. Can, we, can someone please draw the flag of Bacopa for us? <laughs> yeah. It's a saguaro cactus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're a cactus studded with diamonds. Yeah, and a whip. <laughs> when when the hearts first approach 
the mansion of uh, Senora Piranda and and the mistaken identity starts to unfold. Mm-hmm. I sort of love that, like the weird tension and the empty space I thought was mm-hmm. really great and kind of unexpected in terms of the pacing for an hour long episodic comedy mystery tv <laughs> show like i was like oh it's really tense like because you just absolutely have no idea what's going on you only know that there's some it's somehow connected to this assassination right i thought that was really well done and then i also love that it kicks off one of the first times that jennifer uh begins to basically announce that she wants to get the f out of that joint right mm-hmm. because <laughs> the first time she says she goes i have a great idea and jonathan's always the straight man right he's always like what he's like <laughs> let's get out of here yeah and she i think she says that like two more times some variation of that exact same interaction happens and all three times i'm like you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. If you left right now, like you could just, just like, just tell Max to pack the bags mm-hmm. and get the f out of yes. the FA, right? And that was before so. they knew someone was going to be killed that night, right? So Jonathan didn't have anything, yeah. any reason to stay it, at that point. But they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. They can't. can't help himself. They're so he just, curious. He just wants it. Mm-hmm. He wants to meddle. But both of them. And not like in the Victorian way where that means somebody's trying to fill you up. <laughs> Meddling like, mm-hmm. like. They're they're both responsible, though. In my opinion, the way I saw this was that they were both responsible for their involvement in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. I know that Jennifer Jennifer absolutely was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, this is, we ain't got to be here. (laughs) But never once said, excuse me, Eduardo Creepo. I am Jennifer Hart. I am a wealthy journalist, and I will fucking destroy you. Yeah. When when Jonathan rockets out of that room with the bag, with the picnic bag, <laughs> to leave Jennifer to fend for herself against this creepy, Ugh. weird creeper, so I was so mad at him, and I was just like, "What the fuck are you doing, Jonathan? What you're in this thing, and you just run out of the room like yeah, that?" Jonathan sucked this episode. That was so big time. He well, Same. according to Eduardo. Laszlo is a bit flippant. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eduardo, Eduardo is the guy that intro- that greets yes. them. He was great. He I was amazing. He was that. amazing. Eduardo's, that guy's awesome in everything. He's yes. a great man of hench. He was a great yeah. man of hench. Yeah. The only thing, good thing about Jonathan this episode was his fashion. I loved oh, his shirts. He wore, the, yeah. yeah. His, the, the opening blue, mm-hmm. uh, the blue. It's like a denim. <laughs> What is that Chambray. shirt called? I Chambray? I love I love that shirt. I love that shirt. And then his his caftan, his like white caftan at the end was so good. Yeah. He's got like a tunic at the end, but this his tunic. denim yes. just a button up denim shirt at the beginning was really, really great. It it was perfect. And Max is wearing a great shirt too. Uh, it's Ma- this red yes. like Mexican style. Uh, Jennifer was robbed. It's not episode. Mexican, it's Guatemalan. Yeah. Oh, it's Guatemalan. Jen- I actually, I really like Jennifer's opening white look. Aside from her weird miniature chicken foot necklace, like I, mm. I, I did not understand. I know, like she was just about to do some Santeria. <laughs> <up in there. laughs> yeah, right. Where she, it was going to get real mm. at the Rio Baltas <laughs> mansion. Something crazy was going to happen. Crazier, I should say. Villain lady's dress at the end, the floor length, weird ass peasant. I don't know what it was. Her outfit was oh, hideous. I love that. The I, taffeta uh, hostess skirt. I did uh, not like I that. I love that. I think I would have liked I love it. That. I would wear that for like an evening cocktail party, but not like a summer dinner outside. That's what weirded me out is no. that she's walking her across dirt in that I, floor I length. Like I mean, thing. I traditionally, like that that's that's like a hostess skirt. Oh really? That's just yeah, like just a maxi on. skirt is like a is a hostess skirt. Yeah, but it. I love that look it. because it was like, like it. the plaid, the plaid taffeta, which is so like <laughs> of that moment. Yeah, it cool. is of that moment. It's mm-hmm. very it's it's very little house. Like it's like it's yeah. like upscale little um, house to me. I didn't like it. I read it as very like Ralph Lauren. Her red situation. introductory outfit I thought mm. was great. I thought that was really nice. 
Yeah. It was kind of working girl. Well, it had like a neat cut. Like there was a there was a neat Yeah, collar. the asymmetrical yeah, like I the... thought it was Oh yeah. It was yeah. very fashiony. I thought it aged her a lot. I don't know how old she was, but she seemed She definitely she was older than than the guy. Yeah. Than the oh. militia. <laughs> young Rambo. She, she yeah, like young Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that dress But that's fine. Like get, get your get your revolutionary dick, girl. Like mm-hmm. get your shit. Right. She's like, "Ooh, Che, let's do this." The when she shot him and then he immediately like dropped her like a stone into the pool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh my God. I, yeah. I hope everybody's dead. I know. Um, no, they just got shot in the same shoulder. They weren't. shoulder yeah. wounds. Spoiler alert. They weren't dead, but they were just writhing around on the ground in pain while everybody was Which having I champagne. Loved. That yeah. felt, I, I was that. at that moment though. I was like, could you not have like just, you know, budgeted a little more time for this scene and less time for some other scenes in this episode. That felt yeah, so rushed. Really, Agent Carlin is like, take the night off. And so yeah. they did drink the so he's, they he's, like, he's on the ground, like he's literally on his hands and knees, like I know. dealing with everybody's shit. And he has the help of Assistant Inspector McCready. Even him saying Grace that. Zabriskie. AKA Sarah Palmer. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Um, when she showed up, I got she's so, so happy. Good. She's so good, but oh, under so good. underutilized. I think she is one of the greatest actresses, actors, period, <laughs> yeah. to ever have lived. I think she is genuinely one of the greatest actors. And when she showed up, I was just like, God, I love you. I love your weird teeth. I love you. I like. I love your your intense glare. Yeah, everything about you is so perfect. Yeah, she's yeah. Oh, great. what a treat, right? Oh, she's amazing. But I also love that 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 they acknowledged, like they gave her a, the title of Assistant Inspector McCready. Yes, instead of like subjugating her or relegating her to being like just like the female agent that plays Ethel. Yeah, the secretary. Right? Like I, I loved the whole Interpol situation when mm. the four of them are are uh, having that moment like on the deep edge of the lawn about who who are you who are the, you oh, that, are you? that scene good. cracked me up them running one them running across the lawn was really funny just just mm-hmm. visually funny but then the mm-hmm. end of that where jonathan's just looking at a bunch of trees and he goes all right come out of there mm-hmm. <laughs> right and they I were was just like, hiding in the yeah. bushes I don't see them <laughs> i know got out <laughs> Like they thought they got away. Like, was there a fence? They couldn't run any further. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Her and Charlotte Rampling should have a staring contest. It would be. Oh my god! It would shatter the screen. <laughs> they are so withering. Their glare is Ugh. so ice cold. Talk about yeah, range. She, I just wish she, she was. That's some range. I had a pre-write, not a rewrite. A pre-write. Yes. Remember what a pre-write is? When no. I when I think of a rewrite and then but they do it, purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ellen hated this this concept. When I think of a rewrite during the episode and then they do the rewrite, that's a pre-write, um, like a precog. So it's just we just are just supposed to acknowledge that you thought of the same thing as the writer and be yes. like, "Yay, Joe!" Some, some people yes, call this yes. watching I'll do that. the show. I'll do that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's I'll all I that. want. That's all I need. Sure. But. All right. The Make pre-write, what they, what they had, what the pre-write was is that they obviously didn't get <laughs> shot. I don't know if you guys were on board or thought they got shot by the guards to take them oh, away. I, I, I did not think that. Uh, okay. No. I thought it was original, but no way. there's two gunshots. But Colin's then, on top of that shit. He says, he said, already says he's on top of it. Yeah. I, I, I thought the oh, guards yeah. got, I thought they shot the guards. I, I, I thought, thought so Grace too. was like, oh, I have my gun still. Yeah. <laughs> blam, blam. <laughs> oh, but the but the tell is that when she calls them up to the garden, it really is just to give her the flowers and be like, please go make the centerpiece. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you think they're going up there, so she can be like, young Rambo and I have to kill you now, or mm-hmm. you, well, you know too much, or whatever. But right. instead, she's just cutting those ugly zinnias or whatever yes. that is. I know they're not zinnias. Don't at me, anybody. I wanted the Interpol agents to come back in and save the day, like right when you think that you know someone's got a gun on on the couple of hearts, and like they think they're going to get shot, and then all of a sudden they get shot in the shoulder. Like she gets shot in the shoulder, but and it's uh, assistant detective assistant. Uh, what's her name? McCready. McCready. Yeah, McCready. She's alive. They're up on the wall. They're alive. Yeah. But they did not do that mm-hmm. at all. the The whole situation had been resolved, and then they came running back in. And it was just like, what is, why? There's no payoff to them being alive still. It's just like, okay, I guess they're alive, so what? And then he's like, take the night off immediately. And it's just like, <laughs> and then they start drinking champagne. It's just like, not a satisfying 
conclusion i thought i'm sorry i didn't think that the episode had a satisfying conclusion necessarily uh-huh. but i did enjoy i don't know i really enjoyed jennifer a lot in this episode mm-hmm. Particularly mm-hmm. her interactions with creepy as fuck Eduardo. Ugh. Eduardo was so gross. Uh, but the, He was very good at being very gross. Very yes. good. The introduction of Eduardo, <laughs> where he is he's belittling them for being late, and they're not asserting themselves as, hey, no, we just broke down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or two um, mm-hmm. There was a moment, which Ellen was starting to talk about, <laughs> this silent moment between Jennifer and Eduardo that lasted what felt like an hour. <laughs> and I, I am so grateful for it. It was because, and I wish I would have written it down, but uh, Eduardo says something to her and she just replies with yes. And it took her like 15 minutes to say yes. Oh. And it was so good. It was so funny. It was just this great moment where I, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is where Jennifer and Jonathan are like, something's going on here and we got to mm-hmm. get our, we got to get involved. We have to get our mitts on Psych, this. Right. Cause this is Scooby-Doo time. This it's is too Scooby-Doo good for o'clock. us to just ignore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like Jonathan, as much as Jonathan was an idiot in this episode, I don't blame him entirely for them getting involved in this whole thing. They were both complicit. And then, they yeah, get involved. They, like I said, they can't help themselves. They can't. Right? And the scene, I love the scene. The compulsion. She's, she's polishing the silver. And then they're just flirting with each other. Like, they're going to just start fucking in the kitchen. It's so insane. And they're in this deadly situation where they know someone's going to get killed. They're basically being held hostage. Yet, they're just casually flirting with each other, which I thought was really great. I loved it. But it's so cartoonish, too, because it's like it, it made me think of like a spinoff series where there's this these two detective people who are just constantly trying to fuck each other. And any plot that you would have is just gets they just get in the way because they're trying to fuck each other so hard. And you're just like, oh, God, like, I can't. We're, we were going to kill a senator tonight, but I guess we won't because you guys are just like going to fuck each other all of a sudden out of nowhere. And you can't stop this like pull that you have towards each other. It's so I funny. love the idea that they they're like. When Jennifer was polishing the silver, I, I, my instant thought was like, are you really going through with this? Yeah. And then my thought was, is this a vacation to you? Like, is this the vacation mm, part yes, where you're totally. like, you know what? I don't have to do shit my whole life. And right now I'm embroiled in some sort of intrigue of which I don't know exactly the nature of, but mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, requiring me to do some work yeah. and I'm kind of enjoying doing this work. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is kind of fun. I think so. Well, I mean, the hearts it's established more times than I would care to acknowledge that the hearts love role playing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what were better to do that than when people actually probably for the very first time, believe that you are not Jonathan and Jennifer Hart. I feel like for me, what I realized once the crazy, like super deliberately paced mistaken identity thing just shifts into them, like being in the outfits and like, you still kind of don't know which way it's going to go with young Rambo and all that shit. Right. And you realize that Senora Piranda is, is sinister and it's just like mm. i was like wow i was really struck by the fact that the plot of this episode baskets of enchiladas notwithstanding <laughs> could be played very straight mm-hmm. and very very dark mm-hmm. and then i of course because i always just want the darkness i was like oh i wish it was just super dark and then i wish that even more when everyone was getting shot and then i wish that somebody would have just pulled uh, Caesar up by the collar and shot him in the back of the head because that's what that guy deserved. That's not a rewrite. That's just a a wish. A wish. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's a gory ass But wish. I really feel that. And it, it makes me really enjoy this episode, even though it is absolutely bookended with corny shit and mm. middle school Spanish that I a million percent hate. And that makes me uncomfortable. And the music, which I absolutely adore. Oh, the music was yeah. terrible. But everything else, I feel like it's just what's there in the center is like a really tense revolutionary conspiracy. And I can always, always, always get down with that. Yeah. So that's what makes me really. But this Enjoy ain't this. this ain't no Costa Garva shit. Like this is not this was <laughs> this was not Z. This wasn't even Y. Oh, you did. Like it. this this uh-huh. this is like 
I, I had a, I didn't I go had, that. I didn't go that far, baby. Okay. I had a real, like, I had a problem with the, okay, so the senator is assassinated by a revolutionary whose, whose goal we don't know. We, we are given no, right. we are given nothing. <laughs> yeah. We get the acronym. We, we get, get the acronym. We, we, we don't know what the acronym dudes. stands for. Erp. Actually, there's, there's three dudes <laughs> and then four federalists, right? And he has a, he has his, his passport photo was taken by Herb Ritz. Like it's just oh, like, yeah. like so good, so he moody, was so hot, right? Like just, just like oh, just look, just chin slightly to the right and down. Yeah, and mm. we're gonna cover you in water. Mm. Like you're soaking wet. Yeah, <laughs> you're carrying because tires. you're young, Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo Hovind. I did love how simplified the what was the villain lady? I can't, I can't remember her name. Senor. They just kept calling her the Senora, but Senora. Senora okay. Piranda. Which is crazy Piranza. because she was a she was a her, fucking American white lady. I and know. It's like please, but just I, give her please, a name. She married like, someone to get that crazy yeah. mansion yeah. and yeah. all of that. Yeah, I love how how simplified the episode got when she when Senora is talking to Cesar Blancos on the phone and she says something like, now now our corporations won't lose money or something. Now our corporations yeah, will have yeah. money. And it's like, oh, okay, so you have corporations and they have money. So that's the... So you're a villain. Yeah, so you're just a villain now. You have corporations. Okay. And that guy obviously... The fate that Jonathan escapes every episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel that she was appropriately exhibiting her personal level of... I have to put it in quotes because of how I don't believe in evil, her quote, evilness, quote. Um, I felt it was very controlled and very appropriate to her actual role, which is she's kind of getting off on it. She's doing it with um, young Rambo. I love that she was fucking him. Like, I was so happy that they were actually (laughs) fucking. But she kind of can't even convincingly deliver a line that in almost any other episode, the villain would absolutely like, be choking on the scenery they were eating to deliver a line such as I told you this would be the last time that you would visit me or you would whatever right what I don't remember what the line was because she just said it in such a not as evil way as it could have been said and I was just like wow well maybe that's appropriate I mean she's really just like some corporate lady who is involved with this she's taking advantage of this revolutionary a movement and she's really in it for the bucks. Yeah. She was just every bit as kind of boring and partially engaged in the sinister plot as you would think she would be. Yeah. She's no Alexandra the Grape. No. She's really not. <laughs> no. She was a, the only thing that I liked about her was that she was horny. Like that was the only thing that I liked <laughs> about her. She's kind of she's a little cardboard ish. I liked her. Yeah. I so if we're ready for a rewrite yeah, uh, let's do it. Rewrite. Mm-hmm. I would have saved this plot. I would have just plopped this plot down into a freaky billionaire's Hollywood mansion who is up to something and he is eccentric as fuck. And it's really weird and wild. This party that the hearts are the like maid. Eyes wide shut. Sort yes, of situation. yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Culty, cultish, weird shit. Maybe sex party orgy if they want to push the envelope of 80s TV. But that is exactly how that episode will play in Heart to Heart 2022. Yes, I that would have been great. That is, you have just achieved your master master stroke rewrite. Rewrite, yeah. yeah. You are, you're now yeah. in. Also, it's real tacky for people to have uh, Latin revolutionaries. In my opinion, that would be the other reason why your rewrite is way better than what they have going. Yeah. Uh, just a different young Rambo's out Acapulco episode could have been nice. I don't know what it would have been, but this plot Acapulco, the seat of revolution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more revolutionaries. Oh, but you just wait until they get to Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> yeah, to, to Cabo Wabo. Yeah, Jonathan should save the revolutionaries or whatever. If they didn't have they didn't have million dollar diamond necklaces to save the revolution for this one. Yeah. They also weren't on the side of the revolutionaries in this episode, mm-hmm. which I found very yeah. odd. Yeah. The the tension and the purity of the mistaken identity, mm-hmm. absolutely you plug that into a, a Kubrick moment and yes. that is a really great episode. Wow. Because it is a it's basically it's it's a parlor <laughs> mystery. Like yes. it's, it's yes. A, totally a single 
Ellen likes a rewrite. That's so crazy. I can't believe (laughs) you're on board with a rewrite. I have, I have, well, the other ones just weren't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only good one. I think the reason that she likes it, um, is because I swear to God during this episode, when they kept talking about the celebration, I had this thought that (laughs) I had this thought that I was like, I know this isn't what's going to happen. But God, I would be so happy if this is what happened. Yeah. Where they kept talking about chicken the celebration. The, the, yes. yeah, the chicken foot necklace. The, but I was like, the celebration isn't, it has nothing to do with the assassination of the senator. Uh-huh. They're going to sacrifice someone to oh save us. And it's I was Wicker just Man. Like, yes. This is because that Wicker would explain. Wicker Man, south of the border. <laughs> that would explain this white senora and all of this other <laughs> shit. Like, and then, then their friend Cesar showing up. It's like, oh my God, if this is a cult, yeah. how beautiful is this? Like yeah. how, what a beautiful episode. And then the hearts are actually in some kind of danger. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> they're like, they, that's that's the double twist that I want. That would have been beautiful. Where they're like, we're wrapped up in some sort of international espionage. And it's like, nope, yeah. you're just dealing with a bunch of crazy cultists. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to drain your blood and mm. probably fuck your corpse. Like this is going to be great. Instead, what we got was like a very tame maxi dress garden party that didn't really happen though first drink was served and then it was over basically yeah it was just i don't understand what they bing, what bang, the celebration you know, was everybody got shot though that's more than we usually get <laughs> but in the shoulder that's, that's that was exciting when she fell in the pool that was really funny and she's bloodless so clearly it's she's actually an alien like in the <laughs> yeah it coagulates <laughs> right the bullet was so hot <laughs> Oh my God, please, more cults. It's a self-cauterizing wound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Satanists in, Ho- in the Hollywood Hills, that would have been the, the Ugh, episode. Beautiful. But I, that's all I yeah, want. Yeah, it, it was a very Wicker Man sort of I just want mid-summer. sex magic cults. Mm-hmm. It was like the Believers, right? Where it's like, that's why you maintain power. Mm-hmm. And the senator is actually the first part of your multi-victim sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. First, you you must you kill. It's the prophecy, right? You kill the powerful man. Yeah, and then the martyr, next. and then like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, right. Yeah. Uh oh, young Rambo, you're next. Yeah, yeah. That's Ugh. the other thing is I thought that they were going to be on his side at the end. Uh, the the revolutionary, they, sh- they should have been, but they he was just were. also bad too. Basically, okay. That so what bothered me was the. This is so Reagan era, but like the the mm. the word revolutionary was equated to killer, and it's just like how how the word communist is equated mm. to to like devil or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that a revolutionary is not a is not a a demon. Is a revolutionary is not an enemy. Mm. A revolutionary is right. actually revolutionary is revolution is not an ideology. Right. <laughs> no, right. It, is, it is the act it of is act. attempting to implement. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hear you. It was just funny that he was just a villain in the end too. He was he, lumped well, in with just, those corporate, yeah. the corporate rich people. He was just lumped in with them sort of. They tried for a second where he was like, I don't care about the money. The money is for the revolution. But yeah. it was like, you're not telling us what the revolution is. You're not telling us yeah. who your people are. You're not telling us mm-hmm. anything. Like right now, you're just interrupting a vacation. And unless there's but a there's- cult, I don't care. <laughs> but really, it's it's a pretty sinister plot overall because they are exploiting the revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Corporate Mexico is exploiting revolutionaries yeah yeah that's but that's that's legit that's legit yeah totally and i guess keeping with what was presented to us the corporations are the genuine enemy like they are the the villains of this episode yeah but what but so is interpol involved because they are i mean interpol is not going all over the world um dealing with you know the act of destabilizing or stabilizing governments so i'm not really sure why it was interpol except interpol just shows up a lot wherever the hearts are interpol is just all up in everybody's shit yeah (laughs) i'm assuming that they knew about an assassination attempt on an an elected official maybe like i that's but like but the senator is in his own country yeah still i mean if there's the cia would handle it if if his assassination was going to destabilize something for america it would be the CIA, I think. 
Yeah, but but this wasn't this in Latin America. With, yeah, with America, like this, this had nothing to do with. No, but I'm I'm saying States. it had nothing to do with anything that would make Interpol be there, except that then Grace Zafirsky. We're there. trying real hard to make this make sense, and it doesn't, and uh, and it doesn't have to. I just always, in equate. my opinion, it doesn't have to. I really enjoyed this episode <laughs> without any sort of logic. I always equate Interpol with Europe, but I guess that's wrong. I mean, it's like the UN of police forces, right? I don't really know. It's the international police. Right. So they just go get people who are being uh, who, internationally like, bad. Internationally bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the word for... Well, but to, to typically illustrate that, it would be if a, a citizen <laughs> of the Netherlands was committing a crime and yeah. then went to another country and was... Right, it's it's like they are going around plucking you. Right. Um, What's the word for that? Ex- extradition. 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 I almost said yeah. expedited. <laughs> they aren't bound by extradition. Right. Laws if they don't and have um, asylum. And they are everywhere in the heart to heart universe. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. It, uh, hmm. Okay. So Max, our friend Max, who <laughs> <laughs> shows up wearing that great Guatemalan shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and preparing all their food, goes on a date with Maria, the Morocco lady, <laughs> and then leaves her. She shows her off her maracas on the first date. Leaves her at the bar, um, uh, because he got the phone call from the Hearts, to which she says, "Like it's always like this with these men." <laughs> Wasn't that what? She yeah, that was said? weird. <laughs> like tourists. Wasn't that? I thought that was Juanita at the end that goes on the picnic with No, him. no, no. That was, that was that Maria. Was same, same woman. Same lady. Same woman. Yeah, Morocco lady. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought he called her Juanita. Maybe I was just oh, no longer in the, able to in the, hear in, bad In Spanish. the opening <laughs> of the episode, he was talking about a different lady, I think. Oh. Because this is Max. Max has, I mean, Max has several like, dates lined up whenever he goes to Acapulco or Hawaii. He's got ladies... <laughs> In every port. Everywhere. I have to say, I normally, I leave this to Joe to like Google shit up while we're talking, <laughs> but I just Googled something up and <laughs> it is already bringing me a tidal wave of joy. Oh. This is one of the craziest websites I've ever seen and I'm going to devote <laughs> a significant amount of time to it. I was just on this website on my phone just now. You just sent me a link to a website I was already on. Yeah, but did you see um, suspected cum that there's a <laughs> cum Yeah, but did you get to the part where it's like within eighteen, a- twelve to eighteen hours, Interpol can mobilize a team and send them anywhere in the world? Did you get to that part? Whoa, no, twenty four hours. An, inter- an Interpol incident response team can be briefed, equipped, and deployed anywhere in the world within twelve to twenty four hours. Yeah, but me. We manage I, 18 police databases with information on crimes and criminals accessible in real time to countries. True or false, we can help identify victims of natural and man-made disasters. Hmm. I guess everyone feels pressure because like TSA has the funniest Instagram account in the world. So now all <laughs> agencies have to like up their game and be more intriguing or something. I'm going to say true. Oh what do you guys God, think? This is amazing. Interpol. Yeah, that's true. You think it's true? That's I think true. it's true. We can help identify victims of natural. They're just bragging, disasters. right? I mean, that's just a list of, that's just a list of Interpol bragging. Are they stuff. data harvesting here? Like, what, yes. what the fuck? You're, there's a fucking survey on the interpol website you, eric do you think that's true or false though victims of natural and man-made disasters uh investment fraud via dating apps false i'm gonna say false okay true our experts can be deployed to disaster scenes <laughs> and use forensic data such as fingerprints and dna matches to help identify victims whoa crimes there's so many oh, crimes what wait that was false oops okay hold up we're just looking at the Interpol um, website. They, <laughs> I smell another on podcast. On the list of, inter, of Interpol crimes, <laughs> one of them is human trafficking, and then about four other crimes down, it says people smuggling. Am I stupid? That I that seems like thing? the same thing. Sex trafficking. Maybe yeah. people smuggling. You're not using them to work for you. Is Shanghaiing in there? Like. <laughs> <laughs> like like refugees? Oh my god, this is a really intense website. This Great was co- mobile interf- interface, Interpol. This was interesting. A better life? Criminals take advantage of people seeking a better life and facilitate their illegal entry to a country. That seems What's propagandish. Trafficking. Yeah. 
It, this what, whole thing is. What's the difference? This was an interesting one. How? True or people false? Smuggling. True or false? I'm going to call it people smuggling. Inter- Interpol has agents. <laughs> Interpol has agents on undercover assignments in all regions of the world. True or false? True. Well, in all false. 194, yeah, 194 regions. It's false. Contrary to the Hollywood image of Interpol. Oh, it just went Contrary back. to the heart-to-heart image of Interpol. Yeah, this is... The General Secretariat does not send officers on undercover assignment. All investigations and arrests are carried out by national police in their own country. I'm uh, sorry, but if you think if you think that that Interpol has that. a website that just explains their procedures, <laughs> 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 then this episode is for you. <laughs> but it's only in English, French, Spanish, and Arabic. Those are the only languages Interpol websites in. They're, those are the only interlanguages. They don't want the other countries to know Mm-mm. what they're doing. People smuggling. People it's smuggling. Problem. People smuggling. I think people <laughs> smuggling is very different from trafficking, at least. People smuggling. People smuggling uh, is more like like uh, that's what I assume is like the guy that hops on the freighter to to escape uh, escape prosecution. Crycheck? Yes, Crycheck. Crycheck is people smuggling. Yeah. That's totally, right on. that's people smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel safer, but I feel entertained. So entertained. what's, her, what's um, assistant deputy? Assistant McCready? inspector McCready. What's her real McCready. name? Grace Zabriskie. Grace Zabriskie. Based on the Interpol website, she is part of the Mexican police force because they only use local agents. So she is on the Mexican police force. <laughs> well, they were faking weird accents when they showed up. Weird Eastern European accents. Yeah. And then they dropped them for their American accents, which was, okay, that was the first thing where the hearts show up to this place and they are obviously Americans. <laughs> and that should have alerted Eduardo to the fact that they were not the help. Eduardo's yeah. just looking for somebody to harass. Yeah. Yeah, and I, pre- I appreciate that. Like, I totally appreciate that. He was also looking for someone to uh, to molest, which was disgusting. He tried to put Jennifer's hand in his mouth, and he stuck his tongue out when he did it. It was so gross. Mm. It was the grossest thing. And I, when that happened, I was like, please let him get shot first. Like, I just want to see him get shot. <laughs> yeah, there's that. That scene where he's pointing at her and his fingers just kind of like going all over the place. I was just like, oh, like and he was, was just, just looking, staring at her, really creeped out, like just staring, that. staring at her chest mm-hmm. with zero concerns. When mm-hmm. he asked her if she thought he was handsome, that f- creeped me out the most because it felt really realistic in a situation where. And she's uncomfortable to tell him the truth. Just, know, she says he's charming. She's charming. And it's just like, oh, that is disgusting. But then she does have a great line where she says, I have other things to brush off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Good on you, Jennifer. Yeah. So back to Max. I'm sorry. Uh, but when, oh, right. when Max, so Max has a couple of moments in this episode that I'm, I'm both delighted and perplexed by. <laughs> He gets the weird phone call from Jennifer and just decides, like, eh, I better go check this out. He runs into mm-hmm. a child on a burrow, <laughs> uh, much like Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he <laughs> he doesn't pretend to speak middle school Spanish, which is no, which is in my opinion kid. great. Like it was fine. I I thought I actually thought that was great. Yeah, I, just I, be American. Like I li- I also like that he he figured out a way that was like oh language doesn't have a barrier with geography, so I can just like use this map. But what he says, the kid calls him Popeye. Oh yeah. Any thoughts on I this? I don't know. I don't, and I'm not going to get into a story where somebody. Anyways, sorry. Max, what he says though when uh, he brings really up the map. You really didn't get into that story. <laughs> yeah, you did not. <laughs> About Popeye. <laughs> you, that was the most truthful you've ever been on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you did not get into that story. <laughs> Max says what he says when he brings out the map. He says maybe you're better at geography than you are at English, and yeah, it's like Max. Like, bitch. You're in fucking Mexico. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like that was just like 
so irritating. It's like he's because he's speaking the language. It was also of his like country. linguistically correct. So it's like yes, yes. Yes. He made, the way he worded it though was, it was a problem because kind of he said maybe your geography is better than your English, yeah. which implies that this kid speaks English, which he doesn't. No, but and it turns out he, he, he shouldn't speaks, have to. Why would he? <laughs> he speaks enough to say, "Okay, you." Popeye. Yeah. Okay, you Popeye. <laughs> that was I weird. have no no answer for the Popeye reference. But here's the here's my this I the whole this whole ramble was just to get to this. Uh when he's talking to Gabe over the 51 Studebaker, he fl- he says this car was involved in an armed robbery and then he flashes his wallet at Gabe. Does Max have a badge? No. I think he just flashed his wallet just to make just make the guy think he had a badge. But what good does that do if there's not a shiny thing in your wallet? <laughs> For that guy, a lot of good. That guy seemed like I guess they were implying that that guy was high or mm-hmm. something because he was he was listening to the Stones. Yeah, which he wasn't, by the way. But uh, he thinks he was. It like and... sort of an afro. <laughs> what the fuck? Like I I really was like, does Max have a fake badge? Oh no, I thought it was just because they're doing this elaborate skit so that max can take the car yeah he was i just assumed that they were all just pantomiming through this skit where they had both had an implicit understanding of the fact that the car was stolen that max was going to give him something to take it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. i didn't get i feel like gabe would have been a little more savvy uh yeah if someone's trying to take Mm -hmm. a car from you i don't think you're just gonna like give it to them if they flash their wallet for sure but there was a kinship there because that's a time warp where that is a younger max so it makes sense yeah. that they would like understand each other's language it was a looper moment yeah like, max was talking to himself <laughs> i think if if i was max i would take that kid on i would be like oh you are me and like i have a kinship with you do you want to come up to the hearts and help me out i wish that that had happened he just like mentors this this guy <laughs> gabe or the child gabe. gabe no not the child the child no, doesn't no, speak no, english that child can fuck off. He, he needs <laughs> to learn English. There shouldn't be children, period. Only to get kidnapped and <laughs> murdered. And orphans. That's why we need children in these episodes. <laughs> it's the only reason. For, just to endanger an orphanage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was very happy that Jennifer uh, tackled Me too. the Senora. Uh, I really liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. It was It was so satisfying to see that her. That was great leap mm-hmm. and tackle over this woman that was so this good over the table mm-hmm. yeah fantastic just um, think they could have built that they the belt the tension could have been built, built up a little bit better for no, that scene i thought it was i thought it was successful have a better payoff i thought it was good um she was a nice lady the whole time basically she was cordial yeah she was friendly to them i would have liked some scenes where she intimidates jennifer or you know just some scenes where she maybe slaps jennifer across the face for not being a good maid or something like that to build the tension up for that explosive tackle that jennifer does at the end i don't know she was a lame villain she was cardboard yeah yeah i think ellen no that jennifer needs additional motivation to tackle her i mean she no 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 i Jennifer did. did she just shot right. Tomas. <laughs> That's true. In front of everybody, Ellen put it well that that she obviously married into that position. <laughs> like the way the 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 actions of the Senora were very secondary villain. Like like yeah, she is not a mastermind. She is a she is Mm-mm. taking advantage of a situation that she has found herself in. Yeah, it was lame. Yeah. She was Holding lame. Shit together. She was lame. Um, yeah, I don't know where Senor Piranda is, but who knows what she? He did. wasn't home that He's weekend. He's under the pool. He's buried under the pool. Yeah, <laughs> we have no idea what their corporation is. So who knows? Uh, I love Max's. He's in jail for people smuggling. <laughs> I love Max's white shirt with the guitars on it at the end. There were guitars on it. I didn't yeah. even notice that. That's oh, cool. that was cool with the it blue. Was, so was it cute. blue embroidery? Yes, I loved it. I love Jonathan. It shirt. looked like something that Joe would wear. I was like, oh, that's yeah. So cute. <laughs> Jonathan's shirt at the end was great too. Uh, that open tunic. It yeah. looks like oh, I uh, I what that. the kid in ET wears, like his long his, his long johns. Yeah, <laughs> kind of looks like that. It's like tight. Elliot's long john. Yeah, Ellen hates ET. Don't talk about ET. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> well, I guess it's time for pick, pick your poke. This one was uh, this one was rough for me. Um, really? Yeah, I had a lot uh, to choose from. 
Really? It was a lush. I, I found it barren. Really? Uh, I, I found it barren. <laughs> I The Herb Ritz photo of Tomas was, I, I thought like, well, I'll take that. Uh, but then, then I was saved by Gabe. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, I, and this is such a personal thing because I just love that actor <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I recognized him from Welcome Back Cotter and he's Roger Rabbit and there's all kinds of things I love about him. So it's Gabe. My first one was obviously the, uh, revolutionary. Did he have a name? Tomas. Oh, that's Tomas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The he's Herbert's passport photo. super handsome. Uh, but then somebody had a mustache and it was oh. Cesar Blanco. No. <laughs> I was like, damn. No. <laughs> yep. That's my, pit. that's my poke. This is probably, well, this, this and Norman, <laughs> this is your Norman of season no. three. <laughs> oh no, he's better than Norman. <laughs> Even I can tell that. <laughs> Ellen, you got one? I really don't. Um, is it the Morocco lady? I, <laughs> No, I thought you would. I don't even really remember the Morocco Morocco lady. Um, I mean, I would normally say Grace Zabriskie, but I feel like I couldn't really. That's that can't be a sexual thing because ever since Twin Peaks, I'm kind of scared of her. So, um, that's not. I don't get fear hard ons. So I just am freaked out by by that so there's no nobody for me and you know you know i don't like it when they do the middle school spanish ones i don't like it yeah it's awkward uh let's get to ratings Ooh. so zero to five hearts and uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go out and do this uh i'm giving this a four. Ooh, wow i really enjoyed watching this episode and i don't know if it's because it's the first episode <laughs> i've seen in a week uh that it's I'm not, I'm not getting my i'm not getting my fix but uh i enjoyed it i thought it was really funny and i thought i particularly thought jennifer jonathan and max were stellar this episode i thought they were all yeah. really fun to watch uh even though the the villain sucked i have a problem with some of the politics of the episode and it's stupid it was a stupid episode but I really enjoyed it. I just had fun. I had a lot of fun for um, it is because we haven't watched two in a week. <laughs> that is why you like it. I'm going to go with a two. Uh, mm. I really loved the episode from the beginning until the car breaks down and they see that sign to the mansion. Then it went way downhill. I thought it got very strange, like the world the vacation time with them in the car I thought was so cute and I really liked it felt real the car breaking down I really love that you could go anywhere with the episode where they went with it very strange the awkward just when when things like that happen in these TV shows I feel like I've brought this up before I can't remember the specific example where it's like oh it was the opera drug deal situation where it's just like you would just explain what's going on and you would there's no way you would like get co-opted into being a maid or a butler for a rich person i don't know why it's the situations and episodes like that break it for me they break the world and i just wish they would have gone with a different plot for this and then use this plot elsewhere like i said in my rewrite uh so and like the climax it felt there felt like very long scenes in the middle and then the climax scene all the payoff scene from all this sort of tension that they're trying to build up payoff scene, very short, just Mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom over. And we're drinking champagne and it just felt so rushed. So for those reasons, it's a two, unfortunately. Um, because I don't like the middle school Spanish thing. And I also sort of don't like the characterization of everything that happens South of, uh, the United States. The continental United States involves uh, corruption and revolution. Um, I'm going to go with the three on this because as I can get down with the tone of this one, and I, I felt like there's definitely things that could have been improved. But overall, um, there's large sections of this that just please me. And there we go. And I also, I because I don't like it when they put on the wacky costumes and do the worst <laughs> not undercover things ever. Um, even though this had middle school Spanish in it, it then was tempered by the fact that there there was mistaken identity, which I much prefer to dressing up as <laughs> Southern question mark <laughs> clowns or something. Like I just 
you know, I, ugh, I just can't do that one. So yeah. this one for me, it's like, oh, thank God. Thank God. It's just mistaken identity. And, you know, that's a classic mm-hmm. trope. So I dig it just enough, just enough to push it past the. Yeah. And they can, they can so dress great. up a lot in an episode and we could, we still would give it a five sometimes that oh, can yeah. happen. Oh, hell yeah. Tis the season. Yeah. They can dress up three separate times and we would still give the episode a five if there's more going on. Hmm. I would still not like it. Exactly. But if everything if else is more going on good, in the episode, okay. just also the villain. <laughs> I, she was so like wooden. I just didn't know. She didn't have the evilness that I think that I think that was missing from this villain. Yeah. She just seemed like she was living mm-hmm. her life, which is probably more realistic, but it just didn't, she didn't seem villainous enough. No, she was, uh, I will forget about her. Like yeah. she's, she's super forgettable. She yeah. didn't even have a first name. Like this yeah. is, <laughs> she's a senora. This is really, she did. I think they're yell. They're like yelling her first name at some point, but I just wasn't mm-hmm. that interested to even know it because she was not a super, Intriguing villain. And she even has a setup that would allow her to be more sinister. And they just didn't capitalize on that, um, which is that she is have going ahead with the celebration, which is actually just a, yeah. a murderous dinner party um, is what she's setting up. And she's like cutting the flowers and whatever. So they just didn't give her enough of, of an opportunity to really yeah. go there with it. But like a lot of the pieces were there, but it just didn't didn't come off. I mean, if you're having a dinner party to kill people, to celebrate, everyone else, like all those motherfuckers think they're coming to party down because a senator got assassinated. And even weirder, then you're going to kill those sick motherfuckers. Like, then you're the sickest of them all, right? You win. So it should have been like much, 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 much darker. Correct. And it just was not dark at all. They were going to kill Tomas, right? Yeah. Okay. That was the plan. Okay, exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. The level of fuck fuckery, like with that, is so next level that she's sleeping with him too. It's so fucked up, and they just it wasn't utilized. I yeah, that it just didn't... I love that element. Yeah, because it's like she knows that she knew from the beginning they were going to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. They were going to use him yeah. to assassinate it's a so senator, and then she, but she was also like, "Oh, but you're fine. Let me get some." It's like, have you ever slept with someone, oh, even though you yes. knew you were going to break up? I've with slept them with people that I don't something? even want to talk. See, it's to. like that where everyone's just like, oh, I just want to get <laughs> get that last little whatever, you know. And so, yeah, that's what I mean. Like all of the pillars for total darkness were there, and I don't know if the they just didn't give her enough room to really flex it, or if her delivery just wasn't <laughs> Alexandra the Grape enough. Like it just, you know, like she didn't really. <laughs> really go for it it's not that her performance was bad but it just didn't it, it was just the, wasn't it was no, it wasn't good it was the resolution the resolution enough. for me the resolution of Missed everything opportunity. didn't come together that that fight scene as great it was as it was that jennifer tackled it didn't come together all the elements that they were they had all laced out into the episode did not come together in that resolution yeah and that's the that's my major issue the resolution didn't bug me on all these points but it's it's still i just enjoyed watching it so much that i have to give it a four like that at this point that's my only basis for a rating is like i wasn't offended i wasn't uh i wasn't asleep it's a low bar i wasn't jesus (laughs) well i mean hey we we gotta you gotta start we're in season three of heart to heart (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was fun. You're it wrong. It was a fun episode. You're wrong by two points, but okay, I guess. I like the setting. <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, Mulholland Drive. <laughs> With rubber <laughs> cactuses everywhere. <laughs> With Bacopan cactuses. Bacopan. Uh, and Bacopan that, architecture. So a couple of hearts. <laughs> title I still don't get. Gets a nine, which is the highest heart murmur it can get. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Ellen, what are we doing next? Yeah. Mm, I'm so glad you asked. Originally airing on November 3rd, 1981. Next week, we are going to be watching and discussing Heartland Express. Jonathan and Jennifer, on a vacation excursion aboard a luxury passenger train, become involved in a thrilling mystery after the bodyguard of a government witness is killed. Yes, a train episode. That's so exciting. I'm excited for this. I love a train anything. 
That's going to be so fun. I thought you were going to say something about the title. I will say something about the title <laughs> once I watch the episode. <laughs> the title is clearly based on Sugarland Express. I feel like we've been in 1981 for three seasons now. <laughs> is that? Well, to be fair, 1979 through 1981 is all kind of one homogenous. Yeah, time but period. <laughs> a lot of what uh, did you say? October 1981? November. We're okay. We're near three yeah. episodes in. Okay. So we're in the fall season. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we're so happy that you're still with us. We're sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Uh oh. Uh, but and I doubt Ellen is. Uh, <laughs> Ellen's sorry. Never. <laughs> Rarely. Yeah, I'm really ever. sorry. I'm. I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, uh, so sorry. I hope I'm sorry every, for hope both of them. Everyone's doing okay. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoying <laughs> their Friday. And is it Friday? It's Friday. Wow. Happy Ooh, Friday. Time to, Happy time Friday. to chug the black Manhattans. <laughs> uh, please. We're still going. <laughs> follow us on our Instagram at It Was Murder Pod. Follow us on Twitter at It Was Murder Pod. It Was Murder Pod. Uh, send us your Minute Maxes. We love to get them. <laughs> we didn't really talk about the the Acapulco song in the beginning of the episode. Oh, I mentioned I the, can't talk the about shitty that. Jimmy Buffett. But there's. Act. Acapulco song. It's, it was for the episode that they mm-hmm. made this song. And it's, yes. what is the line? It's like, there's love. It's Acapulco. There's love in the air. There's love in the air. Nice. And that is nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know who we didn't see tonight? Yeah, Freeway. Was Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.